Hello, and welcome to AOL Church, a place to connect. This is where we gather together common people and equip them to live connected lives. AOL Church exists to connect with God, connect with people, and ultimately connect people with God. Thank you so much for joining us for today's podcast. Now, let's listen in on this week's sermon. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 through verse 3. Verse 1 says this, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what, I'll let you be seen in Jesus' name. David said it like this in Psalms 119 and verse 89. He said, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. He Further down in this chapter in verse 103 through verse 107, he says, How sweet are thy words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey in my mouth. Through thy precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I have sworn I will perform it and I will keep thy righteous judgments. I am afflicted very much. Quicken me, O Lord, according unto thy word. Then again in verse 133, David says, Order my steps in Thy word, not faith, not miracles, not abilities, not talent, but God, order my steps in thy word. And, not, and, and let not iniquity have dominion over me. Luke would record it in Luke. 5 and 3 and for verse 3 and 5 it said it was talking about when the people were pressing Jesus to hear the word of God and then Luke says in chapter 5 and starting verse 3 he said and he entered into one of the ships which was Simon's and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land and he sat down And taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking. He said unto Simon. Launch out into the deep. And let down your nets for a draught. And Simon answering said unto him. Master we have toiled all night. And have taken nothing. Nevertheless at thy word. 
I will let down the net. Nevertheless, we haven't caught anything, but at thy word, God, if you're saying it, I'm going to do it because I know what you say is going to come to pass at thy word. I'm going to let it down. Today I'm preaching on that third, on that thought. By thy word, God. By the word of God. Ready? God's word. God's word is absolute power. The account of creation is about sound. God spoke things into existence. When he spoke, it was the sound of his voice. And the sound of God's voice caused action, and then it caused reaction. Sound wasn't just used for communication. But from day one, we learned that sound was used for creation. (laughs) Understand it. It wasn't just for communication. It was used for creation. Sound sets the atmosphere. Sound sets the mood. The story opens with God confronting the original spear or of the mystery because there was nothing but darkness and chaos and void and the darkness covering the unformed, unfilled waters. There was no design. There was no order. There was no beauty. There was no life. There was just darkness. But the Spirit of God hovers about the darkness. And suddenly God speaks. And with power greater than the darkness. God hovers over that void. God hovers over that darkness. Then God speaks. And with power greater than the darkness, he moves into the mystery. He moves into the void and gives life through his word. Hello, God spoke to the darkness. God spoke to the chaos. God spoke to disorder. God spoke to the confusion. God spoke to it. Isaiah said it like this in 55 and 10. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish. And so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. He goes on in verse 11 of 55 and says, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. When God speaks it, it's got a purpose. When God speaks it, it's going to come back. Hallelujah. However he speaks it. The only only way one to, to return God's word unto him, that is by confessing it as being present tense of truth in your present life. Hello? God's word is full of power. I'll wait for you on that. I got a couple, but I'm going to understand. Hallelujah. God's word is full of power. Hallelujah. I'm going to say it until I get at least half. God's word is full of power. 
Pastor's going to give you the, the, the okay. You can take your mask off right now and say yes, amen. Praise God. God's word is full of power. It will not return empty. It will not return void. God's word will accomplish his desires and his purpose. God's word it has irresistible power. When you speak the word of God, you are tapping in to limitless power. When you speak the word of God, you're speaking creation. When you speak the word of God, you're speaking power. Absolute power. I wish I had somebody right now that was going through something. You want to drive the darkness out of your life, the darkness out of your situation. Speak the word of God and it will drive out the darkness. My God, Shatayo. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost now. God's coming. I'm coming today. Hallelujah. I'm coming for a lot of people today. God's desire is that his word will accomplish something in your life. Mark it down and understand today, God's coming after you. God's word, hallelujah, has purpose in your life. God wants to accomplish something in your life. And he will never stop till you experience the miraculous power of his word. He began to create. When he began to create, he began the six-day process of creation. Grass and trees and sun and moon and planets and fish and fowl and animals. And finally, on the sixth day, he created man. Man was different. God created man in his own image. The first thing God told Adam to do was name the animals. In other words, speak the name of each animal. And that's what it would be. Believe me when I tell you this morning that Adam, having been made in the image and likeness of God, had the power of God's spoken word in him. Oh, you're not going. Like God, man was called. Like God, woman was called to speak into darkness, to move into the confusion of an unnamed kingdom of animals and assign every one of them a name. Could it be today that God intends for man? Could it be today that God intends for a woman, believers, to have and behave like him by courageously moving into whatever sphere of ministry? of mystery and every sphere of darkness and every sphere of void into whatever hallelujah encounter it may be and speak life giving power into whatever confusion they face. Could it be that God has placed us right where we are so we will exercise the power and authority of the word of God in this crisis? Yeah. 
Somebody say all things. Somebody say all stuff. All tangible. Artifacts. We're made by the intangible, invisible, incorruptible word of the living God. That God stepped out of absolutely nothing and said, let there be something. And when he said, let there be something, matter began to clamor together at the instruction of the creator who caused molecules and atoms to come together in such a comprehensive way that all of a sudden trees and earth and sun and rocks and moon and stars responded to the dictates of the word because there was nothing but the power of the word of God. He just opened his mouth and cleared his throat and spoke what he thought and it became what he said because he's God all by himself. And the word of God is so powerful when he said, let there be light. Somebody going to get this right now. The word of God is so powerful when he said, let there be light. The word he spoke eons ago is still holding the sun in its place. And as long as the sun is in its place, and as long as the sun hasn't gone down, hallelujah, I'm not going to go down either. As long as the sun is up in the sky, as long as the sun is up and being held, I'm going to be up also. For the same thing that holds the sun up is the same thing that's holding me up. It's the same thing that's holding you up. Why you say that for today, Pastor? Because God has spoken his word over your life. And if God has spoken his word over your life, understand one thing. If the sun continues to be, then the word that he spoken eons ago and the sun has not diminished, then the word he's spoken over your life is still as powerful. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to grab a hold of that right now. Say, but pastor, it's been years ago, but it's still as powerful when God released it and spoke it into your life. The word of God is so powerful. They woke up Jesus out of his sleep one night on a boat when the wind and the waves were tossing the boat backwards and forwards. And Jesus, all he did is open his mouth out of sleep and said, peace, be still. You didn't get it. All he did was wake out of sleep, spoke and said, peace be still. You think you got to go on a 40-day fast? You think you got to get, hallelujah, everything in line? You think you got to get everything right? But they woke Jesus just out of sleep. Hallelujah. If he yawned, something would have happened. And when he woke out of sleep and just opened up his mouth, peace be still. And the winds, hallelujah, heard the voice that created it and said, that's the creator. That's the word. And then they had to cease. And even the disciples were shocked at him and said, what manner of man is this? That even the wind and the sea obey him. When God wants to change something, 
He speaks to it. I'm going to try it again. When God wants to change something, he speaks to it. I don't need church. I don't need to come listen to, to a pastor. When God wants to change something, he speaks to it. God's come with a word today for somebody. He's speaking to your situation because when he wants to change it, he speaks to it. Words can destroy. Words can defeat. Words can defile. Words can cause so much damage. Words have the power to kill the soul. Words have the power to wound the heart. Words have the power to destroy hope. So my words of wisdom today is this. Choose your words wisely. It takes one minute to make somebody's day and one word to destroy somebody's life. <laughs> Choose to love rather than hate. Choose to laugh rather than cry. Choose to create rather than destroy. Choose to preserve, hallelujah, rather than quit. Choose to praise rather than criticize. Choose rather, hallelujah, to heal than to wound. Choose rather, hallelujah, to, 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 to give than to take. Choose to act rather than react. Choose to grow rather than to stay stagnant. Choose to bless over cursing. Choose to live than to exist. I'm preaching about the life power of speaking the word of God in faith this morning. Have you ever examined the words of Jesus when he spoke in Mark 11 and 23? For it said, verily or truly, I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe in those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. That's weak, but I thank you for those that understand that. What you believe and what you say matters. I'm going to try it again. What you believe and what you say matters. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Tell someone close to you, say, there's three things you need to understand. From this one little section of the word of God. That we cannot hallelujah overlook. Number one, the first thing is, as a child of God, we can say to the mountain. As a child of God, we got the authority to speak to whatever it is that's standing in our way. Be thou removed, and it will be. I knew I wouldn't get much on that. Hallelujah. Number two is, there, this is powerful. You need to understand this. We are told to believe the things we say. Shall come to pass. Number three, 
God's going to give us what we say. It's not some foolishness. It's not some ignorant stuff. But God's going to give us what to say. Can I remind you the wise man Solomon wrote, death and life are in the power of the tongue. We already know that we can speak death. We already know that we can speak destruction. Some of you are experts at that. We know we can speak death and destruction into existence with our negative words. But we do know we can speak life and blessing and victory and favor. Tell me when you want me to stop. Hallelujah. And peace. Hashaka. And joy. Into existence with our declaration of faith. How can you say that, Pastor? Because Joshua in chapter 10 is perhaps the most powerful illustration of this principle in the Word of God. Israel is under attack by a coalition of five kings and five armies. In other words, Israel is outnumbered. Israel is outflanked. Israel is outmaneuvered. Israel is outmanned. It looks like Israel is facing certain defeat or certain annihilation. It's the same thing that we are dealing with right now today. All of this coming at one time. Looks like there's going to be certain defeat. Looks like there's going to be certain annihilation. But I come to tell you today that God sometimes allows us to get in trouble. You're not going. You're going to hear me say this uh, quite a lot, quite a few times, because God's put this in my spirit. God, you will find that God allows us sometimes to get in trouble. Why? When God was performed, Jesus just performed the miracle of feeding the multitude, and then He tells His disciples, "Get into the ship." And go to the other side. That right there is an indication. Hallelujah. That God already said. God robed in flesh. Just told him. You're going to make it to the other side. Get in the ship and go to the other side. One, one book by Mark says. That when Jesus went up and prayed. He could see them get in the boat. He could see them going across. Hallelujah. The lake. The sea. And they understood. Hallelujah. Where they're at. Understand this. God knows where you're at. God knows what's going on in your life. God knows what's taking place. Somebody might think God's forgotten you. God's not forgotten about you. He knows exactly where you are. Oh, come on, somebody. He knows exactly where you are. He knew exactly when the storm was going to hit. He knew exactly when the wind was going to blow. He knew exactly when the rain was going to start. He knew exactly when trouble and danger was going to happen. And can I tell you, God knew exactly when COVID-19 was going to come. God knew exactly when it was going to hit. God knew exactly when it was going to take place. God knew exactly what was going to happen. But he saw that you were, hallelujah, praise God, were people of faith. He understood, I'm going to put them right in the middle of, oh my God. Can't preach my I can't preach another message in this message. But I'm telling you, it's a whole nother dimension. 
Because when he was feeding the multitude, it was on land. Hallelujah. That miracle had foundation. That miracle had an escape route. That miracle said, if it don't happen, we have enough time to go to the next village and get something to eat. That miracle said, you know what? I can believe it or I don't have to believe it. I can buy into it or I don't have to buy into it. Hallelujah. That's what that miracle for. And it was for the people, the crowd. It was for the feed their flesh. It was on that stage, that miracle, that dimension. But now he's walking on the water. It's a whole nother dimension. This dimension, he's not talking to the f- to crowd. This dimension, he's not talking to the flesh. This dimension, he's talking to the spirit. Because Peter said, if it's you, Lord, bid me to come. Because if you're there, that's where I want to be. If you're walking it, I want to walk it. If that's what you're doing, that's what I want to be doing. It's a whole nother dimension. This dimension says, hallelujah, by faith, I'm going to come out there. By faith, I don't know if tomorrow is going to ever come. By faith, I don't know about, hallelujah, what's going to happen. But by faith, I'm coming. It's a whole other dimension. If I get out there, I might not make it back. If I get out there, I don't know what's going to happen. It's something that you have to understand. It's a whole other dimension. God sometimes allows us to get in trouble so we can see how strong the God that we serve is. God could have gotten the children of Israel out of Egypt without any problem. But the Bible tells us he hardens Pharaoh's heart. God determined to set Pharaoh's teeth on edge, and he did. Because Pharaoh got nasty. Oh, my gosh. Pharaoh got sarcastic. Pharaoh got deadly, all because God let him play into his plan. Don't get focused on what's happening. Don't, let, don't get your focus on all this stuff that's happening. Hallelujah. Understand one thing. It's God, and it's all according to his plan. So when God turns into deliverer, oh, when God turns into deliverer and pulls you out of the horrific situation, you can't help but give yourself, hallelujah, and tell yourself you need to give God some exuberant worship and exuberant praise because God allowed an unexpected enemy to go to work in Egypt. And you've got to understand, when God turned deliverer, he pulled you out. Can I put it? We already said it. I'll say it again. Isaiah said like this. No weapon that's been formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. You need to understand something. This is all God's plan. Even though the weapon's been formed, if you believe in the word of God, it shall not prosper.
Let me see if I can get some of you on this. David said it like this in Psalms 23. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. It's not just that he's prepared a table before my enemies, but he's going to give me such an anointing. My God, he's going to give me such an anointing. Somebody that wants the anointing of the Lord should lift up your voice and give God praise right on that. I thought you were going to anoint me to preach. I thought you were going to anoint me to do this. I thought you were going to anoint me. I want the anointing to be able to sit in front of my enemy. I want the anointing where I'm going through the attack. I want the anointing. My cup runneth over. Shut that on Surely, <laughs> goodness and mercy shall follow me some days. So, good, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord on Sunday, I will dwell in the house of the Lord on Wednesday. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. <laughs> Let me see if I can get you on this. Anyone that's ever tried to be spiritual knows the resistance. Can I get an amen? Can I get a nod? Wake somebody up beside you. Maybe they'll do it just, they won't even do it on purpose. Hallelujah. Praise God. Anyone that's ever tried to be spiritual knows the resistance. And you will have enemies, both human and demonic. King David spoke. Of this, of this Satanistic resistance when he wrote in Psalms 18 and 17 when he says, He delivered me from my strong enemy and from them which hated me, for they were too strong for me. Jesus identified the enemy as the devil. The more area of influence you have, the more enemies you have. Mm. I'm going to try it again. The more area of influence you have, the more enemies you have. That's why I know last week someone got a word and said, you go home, search your house. And everything that you feel that is resisting you, move it out of the way. Get it out. Why? The more area of influence you have, the more enemies you have. The more of the word of God that's on your life, the more stuff that's coming against you, the more anointing you have, the more resistance you're going to have. 
However, hear me this morning. David said, God prepared a table in the midst of my enemies. Webster's Dictionary describes victory as supreme and success over struggle. The table that God is preparing is the table of victory. Our victory over sin, our victory over every attack, our victory over every struggle, our victory over everything the enemy's bringing. As Christians, we are people who are designed to be overcomers. And I don't know who I'm talking to today, but there's somebody that has walked into this place. Even last night, you're saying, God, I want to overcome this. God, I want to get control over this. God, I want to be an overcomer. Picture it in the middle of your enemies while they stare at you. God prepares a table. The Hebrew word is as spread, as spread out. God's not talking about a picnic. Okay? God's not talking about you driving through Chick-fil-A. All right? But he said it's going to be a banquet. A massive feast. It's going to be a spread in the midst of your enemies. And they have to watch. They've got to watch while you get blessed. They got to watch while you get anointed. They got to watch while you feast. They got to watch while you get strengthened. Oh my gosh. They got to watch while you get blessed. They got to watch. My God. God does not have to sweep you out of your ordeal in order to save you. Sometimes he just walks into the arena and sets up shop. Sometimes he just walks in to the midst of trouble and says, you know what? Hallelujah. Let's get this table out. Hallelujah. Let's get this feast going. Praise God. Hallelujah. I don't care where you're at. I don't care what you're in. I don't care what you're dealing with. I don't care what demons are after you. I don't care how many devils of hell that's coming against you. I don't care if it's cancer, diabetes, COVID-19. I don't care what it is. God said, I'll set up a table. Let's get this feast going. Because why they're staring at you. It didn't say they were going to leave. Get it out of your mind that you're just going to have them. It's just going to leave. God said they're not going to leave. They're going to stare at you while you're blessed, while you get strengthened, while you get anointed. Some of you never feast at the table because you're waiting for the enemy to leave. Some of you don't get the blessings of God. Because you, you think it's something between you and God. Some of you never get the anointing that you're asking God for. Because you want to get the anointing without the process. But he said, hallelujah. All on my head. Cut running over. Enemy going to watch it. Enemy going to see me sitting there and my cup running over. They're going to have to stare there and let and see, hallelujah, what God has prepared. Mm. 
Hallelujah. Let me just say this. Praise God. I'll see if I can get you on this one. Hallelujah. That's why, and, and I believe in the mask, and I believe we're, uh, of what we're doing. I believe it has a percentage of safety. I do believe that. I believe, but you don't understand, on the other side, that's physical. On the spiritual side, hallelujah, I believe is the enemy. I believe the enemy will do anything he can do to silence the voice of the church. I believe the enemy will do anything he can. Hallelujah. So you will not praise. I believe the enemy will try to muzzle you any way he can. But you can't eat with a mask on. Mm. I said you can't eat with a mask on. And you can't praise with a mask on either. Listen to me today. You have got to learn the difference between being disappointed and being discouraged. 1 Corinthians 4 and 6 says, For God, hallelujah, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure. And earthen vessels. You didn't get it. We have this treasure and earthen vessels. It's the very thing that loves sin. It's the very thing that loves flesh. It's the very thing that loves the world. It's the very thing that loves flesh. He said, I have put in treasure in these earthen vessels. I have given the light of knowledge that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, but not distressed. We are perplexed, but not despair. We're persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Disappointed means to cause unhappiness by failing to satisfy the hopes, desires, or expectations, to let down, dissatisfied, to make less hopeful or enthusiastic. That's disappointed. Discouraged to deprive of confidence, of hope, or spirit. To hamper by discouraging, dispirited. Too many allow occasional disappointments to turn into despair. I might get knocked down, but I'm not going to get knocked out. I might get bruised, but I'm not going to get broken. This thing is paid for with blood. Oh, my gosh. This thing is paid for with blood. It cannot be shaken easily. Mm -hmm. Let me see. Romans 8 says this. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or pearl or sword? It is written. It is the word of the Lord. It is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. 
for I am persuaded. Anybody persuaded in 2020? Anybody persuaded in COVID-19? I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things hallowed to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. There is a table that has been prepared of the Lord, created and catered by heaven. Prepared by God himself. On one side, it's the demonic side. Ugly, terrible looking spirits that want you. Sit and drool as you feast at the Lord's table. David said it like this. I will also clothe her priests with salvation. And her saints shall shout aloud for joy. There will I make the horn of David to bud. I have ordained a lamp for my anointed. His enemies I will clothe with shame. But upon himself shall his crown flourish. Hear how the Lord is talking to you as you eat. Listen to the conversation of the Lord. What does that mean, Pastor? Listen to how the Lord's talking in Psalms 22, verse 11. He said, for they intended, intended evil against thee. They imagine a mischievous device which they are not able, oh my gosh, to perform. I, mm, which they are not able to perform. Therefore shalt thou make them turn their back. Oh my gosh. When thou shalt make ready thine arrows upon thy string against the face of them, be thou exalted. Lord, in thy own strength, so will we sing and praise thy power. Most often, the table of the Lord is prepared here, right here at the house of the Lord. But he takes it anywhere you are in battle. He takes it anywhere where you are under attack. He takes it anywhere, hallelujah, where you are being threatened to be destroyed. Oh, my gosh. It's time for us to worship at the table. Why? Because you got to understand, you're going to make it. It's time for you to worship at the table because you don't understand, you're going to make it. It's when you're overtaken with the things trying to destroy you. God says, come to the table. When things are trying, hallelujah, that stress you out, come to the table. When you've got things that are on you, that are overwhelming you, come to the table. Maybe it's that you're uh, enduring stressful situation at home. Maybe you've got a terrible situation at home. Come 
to the table. Maybe co-workers are lying about you. Come to the table. Maybe it's your physical that you're having problem with. Come to the table. Maybe people are gossiping about you. Come to the table. You don't have to live in that grief. You don't have to live in that worry. You don't have to live under that attack. You can feast at the table even in the midst of your enemies. <laughs> I don't know who that's for today, but the Lord told me there would be some people, not person, people that are in this place today that have come in and you've got trouble in your home and you've got trouble on your job and you've got trouble in your body and you've got trouble in your mind and you've got trouble in your spirit. He said, tell them, come and dine. Come to the table. I prepare for them. Come, hallelujah, to the table and let that attack and let that enemy and let that sickness and let that, hallelujah, whatever the enemy's doing to you, sit there and watch you get blessed today. Oh my gosh. Is there anybody that's going through anything right now? And you're saying right now, God, I'm going through something. Hallelujah. There's things that are overwhelming me. There's things on, that come against my mind. There's things that are coming against my spirit. Things that are coming against my heart. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you right now, I came to the house to be blessed. If you came to the house of the Lord to be blessed, pull yourself up to the table. Pull yourself up and die. There is something prepared for you. There is something. And let your enemies watch you. Get blessed. When we were talking about Joshua, five kings, five armies, it says God stepped in. When? At that time, it seemed like there were certain defeats. That's when God stepped in. When it seemed like they were going, not going to make it, that's when God stepped in. When it seemed like they were going to get out of it, that's where God stepped in. Hallelujah. And God gave Joshua and Israel the victory that day. Five kings and their armies flee before Israel. Mm, my gosh. See, some would say, okay, that's good enough for me. Hallelujah. Five kings are gone. They're fleeing. That's good enough for me. I'll shout over that victory. I'll get that victory. I'll praise that victory. Hallelujah. It's, it's getting dark. It looks like the kings are retreating and the armies will, are disappearing into the night. Let's just praise on that. Let's just give God praise on that. Because you know, understand, you have a temporary praise because probably they're going to regroup and attack for another day. Now you can praise and give God a temporary praise, which there's nothing wrong with that. But Joshua's determined the enemy will not invade us again. Joshua made up his mind. We are not having this fight again. Today is a day of total victory. Not part victory, but total victory. My God. I wish somebody would make up their mind today. Hallelujah. I'm not, uh, I'm not agreeing to partial victory. I'm not agreeing to partial win. But today is a day of total victory. Yeah. 
It's in this setting. Somebody get ready. It's in this setting that Joshua does something no one has ever done before. He attempts the unimaginable. He attempts the impossible. For it says in Joshua of this account, it says, Then spake Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites upon, before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, not in the enemy. He didn't do it for the enemy's sake. He said he spoke it in the sight of Israel. He said in the sight of all believers. In the sight of all the committed and the sight of all the children of God, he said, Son, stand still upon Gibeon, and thou moon in the valley of Ayalon. And the sun stood still, and the moon stayed until the people, what people? The committed, the believers. The children of God until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is it not written in the book of Yasher? So the sun stood still in the midst of the heaven and has not gone down about a whole day. And there was no day like it before or after it that the Lord hearkened unto the Voice of a man mm. had not hearkened to the voice of a man. Wait a minute. Made in his image, in the likeness of God. I've got the same authority and the same power when I speak. I got this. Mm, I got the same creative word. Oh my God. I got the same creative word. The Lord hearkened to the voice of a man, for the Lord fought for Israel. Wait a minute, Pastor. It's wrong. Right? It's wrong. Sun stands still. Sun don't move. Earth revolves around the sun. Right? He got it wrong. Some of you would criticize. Oh, look, Pastor's got that one. Oh, man. Somebody preach. Oh, they got that word wrong. Oh, he got the whole thing wrong. But it wasn't about his theology. It wasn't about his method. It was about his creative power. It was about his creative voice. Hallelujah. Oh, if he's bold enough to say, sun stand still. He bold enough, hallelujah, say moon stay in place. I know what he means. Let's set the table. I know what, it, I know what he's talking about. Set the table. Sun you ain't going nowhere. Moon, you ain't going nowhere. Day, stop where right where you are. God hit the pause button. Oh, my God. God's getting ready to hit the pause button on some of your lives right now. God's getting ready to hit it. Hallelujah. To give you time to get, to get hallelujah, advantage over your enemy. Bottom line is this. The crux of the entire story, verse 14, when he said, and there was no day like that before or after it that the Lord hearkened to the voice of the man. I'm not preaching this morning to coddle you. I'm not preaching this morning to comfort you. 
I'm preaching to shake you and challenge you. I'm preaching to move you out of your dormant state. Out of the place of security and comfort. I don't want you to settle for a partial victory any longer. It's time for many of us to pray the prayer, sun stand still. Moon stay in your place type of prayer. It's time for audacious faith. It's time to take the bold risk. It's time to attempt the impossible. Mm. Pastor, you understand what you're saying? Hallelujah. We're in COVID. We're in this, we're in this, we're in this virus. We're in this pandemic. Hallelujah. I'll say it again. It's time to attempt the impossible. It's time for the miraculous. It's time for an pre- unprecedented move of God. Powerful things, hallelujah, happen when we dare to ask God for the impossible. We never really test the resources of God until we undertake the impossible. Uh Are you believing God for something that seems impossible? Quiet. Are you believing God? For something that seems impossible. Don't consider your circumstances. Consider your God. I said don't consider COVID. Consider your God. Luke said it like this in 137. For with God nothing will be impossible. Faith is the key to seeking the invisible. Believing the impossible and receiving the incredible. If the size of your vision, I'm going, mm, I might just shut it down right here. If the size of your vision isn't intimidating you, there's a good chance it's insulting to God. If you're not praying any impossible prayers, You're not going to witness the supernatural. Very often, the bridge between our believing and God doing the impossible is our willingness to speak the word of faith. Mm. Some of the impossible things we're believing God for will never happen. I want you to hear that. Some of the things that... The impossible things that we're believing God for will never happen as long as we stand in hope instead of speaking in faith. Mm. That's what I thought I'd get. As long as we stand in hope. Oh, I hope it happens. I hope God does something. I hope God brings it. I hope God blesses. We'll never see it until we start speaking it in faith. God is going to do this. God is going to make that happen. God is going to produce this. Hallelujah. We need to quit hoping and start speaking in the faith. Matthew 19, 26 says this. But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, with man. This is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. This is what I'm asking today. Are you facing impossible circumstances? Have you been in the battle too long? Oh, my gosh. 
Have you been in the battle too long? Has your faith taken a devastated hit? Are you suffering financially? Are you suffering physically? Are you suffering mentally? Are you suffering uh, spiritually? Is the devil trying to intimidate you? Have you forgotten what it even feels like to live a victorious life? Hello? Let me tell you something. Have you forgotten how to live a victorious life? We are, in a, we are in a world of reality where there's restrictions on everything. There's restrictions on everything. I had to wait in line to get into, to get into a store yesterday. One come out, one go in. One come out, one go in. I was like, man, this is ridiculous. Restrictions. Is that the way you're going to get, is that the way you're going to allow it to be in your spiritual life? Have you forgotten what it feels like to live a victorious life? If you said yes to any of these questions, then I got a word for you. Here's the word. You need to speak up by the power of the word of God. You need to speak it today for it's time for you to declare your faith in God. For it's, it's time for you to ask for the impossible. It's time for you to speak to the mountain. It's time for miracles and blessing and salvation and deliverance and victory depend on your ability to speak the word of faith. I hope God gives me a miracle. No, God going to do it in the name of Jesus. Well, I hope this comes. No, God's going to perform it. God's going to do it just the way he said it. God's going to fulfill my dream. God's going to fulfill my word. God's going to do it. We've got to speak the word of faith. Well, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to get the Holy Ghost. I'm not ready to be baptized. I'm not ready. Hopefully someday. No. I'm going to get the Holy Ghost. I'm going to speak in that heavenly language. I will be baptized in the name, hallelujah, the only saving name of Jesus Christ. By the help of God, hallelujah, you'll help me preach on this last, I'm, I'm done. Tell somebody, by the help of God. Tell somebody else, and by the word of God. I declare. God's blessing and God's favor upon my life, upon my family, upon my church. I declare God's healing upon my body. I declare, hallelujah, restoration, hallelujah, for me, for my family, for my son, for my daughter. I declare, hallelujah, miracles. I declare healing. I declare, hallelujah, salvation for my unsafe spouse and my family that is coming in. I declare, I declare in the name of Jesus, walls are coming down. Situations are coming down. Impossible things are coming down. 
I declare by the word of God, by the power of his name, prodigals are coming home. I declare in the name of Jesus, brokenness will be mended. I declare God's wisdom. I declare God's direction for my life, for my son's life, for my daughter's life, for my family. I declare. I declare God's goodness. Mm. I declare God's grace. I declare God's mercy. I declare God's power over every adversary that's ever tried to come against me. I declare in the power of the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The blessings of the Lord in my life. I declare in the name of Jesus and by the power of his word. Hallelujah. Touch somebody and say, are you getting this? You need to understand what you're speaking is creating right now. There, hallelujah. There's a creation atmosphere in this place. I declare by the word of God. Hallelujah. I declare by the word of God. I declare his goodness. I declare his grace. I declare his mercy. I declare power over every demon, over every devil, over every weapon, over every attack, over every adversary. This day could be like no other day. This day could change everything. This day could change everything by the word of God. This day. When Jesus came walking on the water, he's not talking to the crowd any longer. He's not talking just to people. He's talking to the disciples, chosen, anointed children of God. In the trouble, in the chaos, in the storm. And he's asking, he just wants to know one thing. Is there anybody in this group that believes me enough? Oh, I know you could identify me in the miracle on land. But I'm looking for somebody that can identify me when it's uncertain. I'm looking for somebody that can identify me in the midst of the storm. I'm looking for somebody that can identify me even though the, the waves are rocking and the winds are blowing and the rain is stinging. I want to know, is it, all I have to do is one. If I just get one person, just one person, if I just get one person that can believe me, guess what? That one person on that one day changed everything. That one person on that one day changed destiny. 
Can I tell you? You'll never find him walking on the water ever again. You'll never find that instance happening in the Bible ever again. This is the only time you see him walking on the water. Why? It is a total different dimension. And he's given the invitation. If you can identify me, if you can be with me in this type of situation, in the circumstances that surround us, all I need is one person, and it's going to change the destiny, hallelujah, forever. It's going to change not only just their destiny, because Peter's the one that preached the day of Pentecost. But it's also going to change somebody that's been crying out in the tombs, that's been cutting themselves. It's going to change somebody else's destiny. This day can be like no other day in your life. This day, this service can be a destiny-changing moment. And it will all happen by the faith of you and by you speaking the word of God. I don't know who's in this place, hallelujah, that needs it. If you need a miracle, if you need a deliverance, if you need something miraculous to happen in your life, you need something to happen in your home, you need something to happen on your job, you need something to happen and you need it to happen now, you need it to happen today, I want you to stand to your feet. I want you to stand to your feet right now and I want you to lift your hands in this atmosphere. You say, you know what, preacher, I've never, I've never been baptized in Jesus' name. This day could change. Your destiny. I've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost with speaking in the hell. This could change, hallelujah, the destiny of your life. This day can be like no other day. All you got to do is begin to lift your voice and begin to pray right now. Just begin to lift up your voice and begin to call on God right now. Something, shatata, ramabaha, something is about to happen. Hallelujah. Pastor, you don't understand. I've got so much trouble in my house. It could change the day. I'm not where I'm supposed to be. It can change the day. What am I supposed to do? Pull yourself up to the table. Come and dine. Come and feast. Hallelujah. Unorthodox for the day, I know. Because... The moment and the hour that we're in. But if you are in this place and you need something for God, from God, and you want it to happen immediately today, would you turn around and tell somebody, I need God to do something for me right now? I need God to do something for me right now. Well, what is it? Ain't none of your business, but I want God to do something for me right now. If you want the Holy Ghost, never been filled with the Holy Ghost before, God can fill you right now, today. All you got to do is lift your hands. God will fill you right where you're at in the name of Jesus. You need a healing, God can do it. You need deliverance, God can do it. Whatever you need, God's going to do it right now in Jesus' name. If you've got faith, Lift your hands in this place. 
If someone around you told you, Hallelujah, I need God to do something for me right now. Hallelujah. Would you begin? You ain't got to lay hands on them. Would you just begin, God, to pray right now? God, do it for them right now in the name of Jesus. Let's do this. If you need healing in your body, would you step out where you're at? Just step out in the aisleway. If you need a miracle in your life and situation right now, would you step out in the aisleway? There are those that have stepped out. Lift your hands towards heaven in the name of Jesus. I want you to begin to proclaim it. I want you to declare what it is that you want God to do. I want you to speak it out by faith in the name of Jesus. While you're speaking it out in faith, I'm praying in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ right now, God. Perform it immediately, Lord God. Let it take place. Hallelujah. Let this day be like no other, God. Let destiny be changed. Let destiny be changed. If you're here, you're facing a serious situation. Nobody knows it. You want God to do something and do something right now immediately. You step out where you're at, lift your hands in the aisleway. God's going to do something immediately right now. If you're here and you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, but you want the baptism of the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in the heavenly language, if you'll step out right now, God will fill you instantly in the name of Jesus right now. a financial miracle in your life and you expect it to happen right here right now I want you to step out lift your hands and I want you to proclaim it and declare it in faith in the name of Jesus something is transpiring in the name of the Lord